call in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. You come to Oklahoma to beat Texas. Yeah. I was born and raised in Austin. They didn't recruit me. Grew up 15 miles from their campus. I can't stand them. And anything they do, I don't care. You know, talk to the NFL guys. They, they say I have to calm it down a little bit. But when it comes to Texas, absolutely not. I can't stand them. But no, just in a story. Put that one on Twitter. Put that one on Twitter. Put that one on Twitter, he says. Ah, oh, good stuff. Oh, what I did. Make, Don't worry, making make. the Pro Bowl, man. Making the Pro Bowl. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool, man. Second playoff win of his career. Second different team. Now his first Pro Bowl. I think he's about to get a really nice deal from Tampa or someone else. I think the narrative nationally on his career has really changed over the past couple of months. And not that mm-hmm. he should be concerned with uh, about this or that he is concerned about this, but all too often we look back at you know the first quarterbacks taken in a draft or the former number one overall pick and say, what, what, what was their career like? Was it a bust? Oh, this guy was a huge bust. I, I think he's past that now. And, and maybe some people a year ago would have said, yeah, he was a bust as a number one overall pick. I think if you win your second playoff game, you make your first uh, Pro Bowl, you're about to get a nice deal, about to be a starter for at least a couple of more years. I think we're past the whole uh, first round, number one overall bust label for for Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. There, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, what year was he? So he was in the 2018 draft? 2017 was his last year at OU. So, yeah, 2018 yeah. draft. Uh, yeah, he – no, he's not. I, whenever you look up some names that are going to be around him, like um, Baker was one, Saquon Barkley was two. I mean, he had a really good first year, but, I mean, some people will probably question that one. Sam Darnold was three. Um, Sorry, Cowherd. Hold that L. Hold now. that L, Cowherd, on that on that take right there. That Sam Darnold was a thousand times better than Baker. Uh, you got Denzel Ward at corner. I mean, the rest. Some of these other names are good. Bradley Chubb, Quentin Nelson, Josh Allen, Roquan Smith. Um, you know, there's some names in there, but I, yeah, he's he's played really well. And, and the situations that a, he's had that to. That was over whenever he won a playoff game in Cleveland. Well, and that's what I was about to say, too, is you know let's look at his two playoff wins. One was in Cleveland, where playoff wins have not been easy to come by in the past you know 35 mm-hmm. years for that franchise. So he won a playoff game on the road in Pittsburgh, where they put up a stupid amount of points offensively. I don't recall offhand the final score of that game, but I do remember the Browns scoring a lot of points on the road at Pittsburgh that night. And then he has to follow the GOAT Tom Brady in Tampa, and he wins a playoff game there the next year. So, yeah, dude, if the bust label from here on out is thrown on Baker Mayfield, I'm going to have an issue with that because I think it's a dumb take. Yeah, I I don't think – I don't think you're going to have to worry about that. I think he's going to probably sign a 
pretty nice contract, and a bust doesn't sign a big second contract. Correct. You know, and he's probably going to. I think it's, you know, they've got a lot of salary cap space. You know, the a lot of people are kind of pointing to the Geno Smith contract that he signed in Seattle, and I think it was like a three-year deal, $75 million, 25 per. I think he's going to be right around that right around that number. Uh, probably will inflate a little bit off of what Geno Smith's was, probably be maybe closer to $80 million and, you know, just over that $25 million a year number, which is fantastic money, <laughs> to say the least. ESPN has their uh, top 50 free agents right now in the NFL. Like Chris Jones <laughs> of the Chiefs is number one. Josh Allen of the Jags is number two. Kirk Cousins of the Vikings is number three. Ooh, how about that there one? There you go. Bake is at number 13, just behind Mike Evans, his uh, fellow wide receiver from last year. So he's ranked as the number 13 available free agent at this point. And a very good text that we just got, and I agree with it, from the 731 state of Tennessee, simply having different OCs every season in the NFL should omit the bus label. OCs and a lot of head coaches during his time. And as we talked about in the opening segment today, like not only has Baker really changed the narrative, I think, on his career, but is, is he, and J, are he and Jalen Hurts one and two in terms of most successful NFL quarterbacks that finished their career at OU? I don't count Troy Aikman because notice I said finished their career at OU, but Jalen right. now has his second Pro Bowl. He's played in a Super Bowl, so maybe he's won. But I think Jalen and Baker could be one and two in terms of former OU quarterbacks that ended their career in Norman. Yep. Yep, that's right. And um, we'll see. Philly's going to get a new offensive coordinator, see what happens there, Um, see if they bounce back next year. Paid that man a lot of money. So the the future still looks bright for Baker at – it, you know, if Tampa signs him back, I expect that they will. Um, I mean, we talked about that. That division is, I mean, it's Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans. Like, you still feel pretty strongly that they'll be able to win that division. There's going to be some change going on with those uh, with those teams, but still, I mean, they're going to be in a pretty good spot right now if they can piece together uh, a good draft. You know. Try, they've got room to, to shore up their roster, get Mike Evans back. That's going to be a big uh, priority for them, get Baker back. So, yeah, I mean, and, you know, I think at this point, I think Baker, he's going to want to maximize his value. There's no doubt about that. But I also think that he's going to be in a place where I, maybe he's willing to be a little more flexible to make sure he has the right guys around him that he likes, that he wants to work with, oh, yeah, for sure. that are agreeable in the locker room. So I think that's going to be a part of it too for him. And, you know, that could that could show up in his contract. Now, he's not going to take a huge amount off the table, but if it affords them some flexibility maybe to go out and get a another offensive lineman or right, whatever it may be, I think that's going to be something that's maybe more important to him now than 
than a couple extra million bucks, which it's easy to say sitting right here, but, you know, I think that's winning is going to be the most important thing for him. Because his value off the field, if he's a winning quarterback, is really high. Let me get to a handful of text here, and uh, we'll move on to this basketball game tonight, what Porter said about Kansas State. Plus, when Baker got to Cleveland, they were terrible, says the texture in the 918. That's right. Agree with that. 405, like poor Sam Bradford never had a chance. A different coach, Mm. different coordinator all the time. Though he did have that one good year in Philly. Um, But but yes, that is, that's that's almost, that's definitely true. This one says, would you trade Dak for Baker? That's from Cash in Houston. And I'm still upset right now. Hey, that would mean one less pick six in a big playoff game. So yeah, I think I would trade Dak for Baker Mayfield. (sighs) Get a little passion in there in Dallas is what they need. Yeah, here's the – I would not because I need a quarterback that is exactly like Prescott to be at Dallas for I know you do. I, you, you need reasons. those pick sixes in the playoffs. I don't need those pick sixes in the playoffs. you got to be careful, too. I mean, as a Cowboy fan and as a Baker Mayfield lover, like you don't want to put yourself in that position. You know, I actually do. I'm, you don't. What, what position have I not put myself in by now as a Cowboys fan? Can it get any worse? <laughs> that's, that's true. Okay, if you're, if we know that you're always going to hate the Cowboys as a fan of them, y- yes, I. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you dislike Baker. Is that's what I'm saying? I I basically operates like the grounds crew in the movie Major League. When uh, okay. you know, they're always saying, ah, they still suck. When they when they get to those scenes during Major League, you remember those guys? That's right. that's that's yeah. me. That's me and in most Cowboys fans. That's that's what it looks you're, like. You're basically like. saying, if they're going to suck anyways, which they are, it, you might as well watch Baker Mayfield while you're in misery. Correct. You know, like yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Might as well do that. Uh, okay, fair here's point. what Porter said about Kansas State's direct quotes. Physical, long, athletic, good in transition, and can really hit the three ball. I'll repeat that. Physical, long, athletic, good in transition, and can really hit the three ball. That's what he sees with Kansas State. Sounds like a pretty good basketball team by that description. I'll take Kansas State by nine. (laughs) To cover the spread. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I thought he was going to say... Uh, Kansas State, they suck. Yeah, that would have made but me. No. I don't know if that would have made me feel better or not, but it would have been more entertaining. What, what's your? You got a good, bad feeling heading into tonight? Bad, bad feeling after last week? Where how, how we feeling? Uh, less than a couple hours away from tip off. Um, I don't feel terrible about it. I think we'll be competitive. I think we'll have an opportunity to win the game in the last five minutes. Okay, now. I don't feel great that we're going to execute, hit the foul shots, uh, take care of the, the basketball. You know, I, I'm not super confident there, but I'm, I'm pretty confident that at the five-minute mark, we'll be watching the game saying these guys got a chance to win this thing. I, w- I would take that right now. Five minutes left and an opportunity to win? Yeah, let's go. Sign me up for that, please. It, it Just for me tonight, it seems like there's a lot of ifs. Like, well, if they're better from the free throw line than they were on Saturday. If mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, don't turn the ball over like they have 
most games on the road and it leads to easy buckets on the other end. If Kansas State doesn't have one of those hot nights at home, I, I don't think Kansas State is a perfect team by any stretch. But we've seen how Kansas State has played over the years at home against OU and a point that we haven't brought up a lot, but I felt it in Lawrence, man. I don't know about any of the other games, but I sure felt it there. It's no different than football. They want to rub your nose in it before you head off officially to the SEC. And I'm sure Kansas State's not going to be any different tonight with this being one of the final times that OU will go to Manhattan for an athletic event as a member of the Big 12. It might be the final time. You are exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, We need to to finally start capitalizing on some of these. You know what I'm saying? I mean – Hadn't been good for the for for our old Big Twelve rivals in football. I think we've lost to everyone except for Kansas State in our last trip there. So, well, I get well. Okay, so you're not counting BYU in that? Like you're talking about the old Big Twelve rivals? Yeah, I think that's right. Yep. Yep. Brutal, brutal. Let's get a dub. It's when. Have we won at K-State in hoops in a while? When's the last time we won they, at K-State? Yeah, I think it's, it's only been once in a while, but they did it a few – I think they did it a few years ago. I'm, I, I can't remember exactly which year it was, but at, le- at least I common, believe – that we've done it. C- correct, yeah. It's, it's uh, not been very frequent over the past 15 years. I don't think Lon – I don't think Lon ever won in Manhattan – when he when he coached right. at OU, which is crazy, and again, like, he had oh. some really good teams that were uh, favored a couple of times up there. We won at K State seventy eight seventy one two years ago. Nice, Porter's and then first we year. beat number three Baylor. It's the year we thought we were they were going to make the tournament. Remember they they got those wins late. They beat Oklahoma State in overtime. Beat West Virginia. Won at K State. Beat number three Baylor. And I think they won a game or two in the. Uh, maybe oh, they beat Baylor. That? They beat Baylor in that first that was game, in the tournament. and then they lost yeah. a close one to Texas Tech and just missed out on the uh, NCAA tournament. Right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was it. Uh, big, biggest key tonight. We talked about free throws, turnovers, transition. K State can shoot the three ball. What's what's the n- number one key tonight to it, snapping the two game losing streak? Turnovers. Turnovers. Yeah, if you're on the road playing in front of a a rowdy crowd, you turnovers where they get out and run, you know, two on one, three on one, alley oop dunk in transition off turnovers, just make that place explode. Like you've got you gotta limit those. We've got to take care of the basketball. That's what I would pick as number one. Okay, you're going turnovers. I'm going with uh, I'm going with a name. I'm going with J V and McCollum. He's he, he's got to be a dude tonight, man. He's he's got to get off to a nice start. He's got to shoot the ball well from three. He's got to look like the player that he did in the non-conference and the early portion of the conference schedule. Like games like this, where you're an underdog on the road, you got to have your best score take over and look like the best player on the floor. I, I think he needs to do that tonight. Mm. Okay. How many is he? What's he need to score? Uh, because we talked about this the other day. In the last five, he had 17 at Kansas, not bad. And then 13 against West Virginia, back up to 16 against Cincinnati. But then it's been trailing. It's been going down. 
nine against Texas, uh, seven against Tech, and his minutes came down. Yep. He's been averaging right, you know, above 30 minutes a game, and he only played 24 minutes in a against close Tech game. at home. In a close game yeah. throughout. Yeah, I, I think he needs to have 16 points tonight. Okay. I, I, I was going to say 16 to 18. I, I'm, I'm right there in that range where, where I think he needs to be. I like that. I like that. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at the Lofts at Valencia today. Give them a call. They've got a special going on right now. $500 off your first month's rent if you move in by February 29th. Give them a call, 405-906-3018. Talk Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine. Final hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We'll get to the text line shortly. 405-651-3439. Here is a uh, tweet. I, I wouldn't say that it's a bombshell, but it, it's something that just dropped in the past 20 minutes. It's yeah. from Trey Wallace, okay? Trey Wallace, who is him. a writer for OutKick and Fox, okay? Mm-hmm. Trey says, according to multiple sources... Florida State, Tennessee, and Florida are just the beginning of the NCAA investigating and presenting allegations to schools. This is about to ramp up further in time. I wouldn't talk trash about opposing schools just yet. And as one source put it, quote, the NCAA has been on a fact-finding mission over the past two years, end quote. So that seems like a yeah. big thing, but again, I, it, it comes back to this: Do we really trust the NCAA and their ability to enforce the sport when it comes to NIL? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing that you have to wonder: It's almost one of those to where, if it gets to where there's enough schools in it, you almost got some safety in numbers, right? Where everyone's like, "Uh, yeah, okay, take a hike." Because, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about Tennessee um, or or Florida. I, like, I don't know the ins and outs of what's going on. Now, if, if – like, here's the problem with the Tennessee thing on its face, which I don't even know that they've told them what the exact allegations are, but – like in, in writing – but it sounds like they're saying that the NIL has been tied to recruiting. It's not supposed to be tied to recruiting, but yep. it's impossible for it not to be tied to recruiting. I, I mean, if if NIL is a factor in whether or not guys are going to come, well, then like it's made into a piece of recruiting, right? I mean, I guess I just I don't understand how it goes, like. You have to do NIL after the players are there. Well, in some states, it's legal for the high school kids to have NIL opportunities when they're still in high school, right? So, yeah, yeah it, it's it could. I mean, it would just turn into a, a just a giant mess, like it already is. I'm sure if they really enforce that. But according to that tweet, it sounds like it's going to be the case. But even if the NCAA still does have that power, I'd be interested to know how they plan on enforcing it, like in terms of penalties. I can't remember the last time someone had a bowl ban. Remember a two-year bowl ban used to be a thing. 
when when you guys played Alabama in o two they were on a uh, two-year bowl ban at that time. Like it, it used to be something that happened. Can you remember the last time someone got a someone got a bowl ban in college football? I, I can't. No, but I'm the wrong person to ask about that. Yeah, maybe text um, line can help us out. I, I guess the point is, is like, what, what are they really willing to do in terms of punishments for well, what they deem, you know, nil being used here's the, the way? Here's the problem for Tennessee. Now remember. Tennessee is already on probation or whatever you want to call it from that Pruitt deal, right? Like all of that just got wrapped up not too long ago. So they are in jeopardy of being a repeat offender, and that starts to tie in the lack of institutional control from the from the stuff that I read, like, they have a risk for some significant penalties. Yeah, it was the quote was major earlier today for some of the things that they are uh, that, that the NCAA is apparently found or speculating whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, well, we we'll have to wait and see what they what they allege happened. All all hear Tennessee side of it, but you know, considering the environment. I don't know that I'm going to be necessarily mad. I, I mean, depending on what it is, if it's outlandish, but I, I'm going to be able to kind of wrap my head around all of it at this point. Aren't we all going to be like, yeah, yeah, isn't everyone kind of doing that to some degree or another? You know, it's feels like all of the lines are so gray anyways that I don't think anyone knows what's happening, even at your own schools. Yeah, probably. Uh, okay, to the text line we go. I, I need a little hate here. We're about 90 minutes away from tip-off, so I need to kind of mm-hmm. get the hate flowing tonight for the 7 p.m. tip on ESPN Plus once again. This text is from Manhattan, Kansas, or at least the number registered Manhattan, Kansas. I believe they live in Oklahoma now. It says, I work at OU now and am from Manhattan. I absolutely despise Kansas State with all of my being. My mom and dad always told me, we will help you go to school anywhere but Kansas State. Fan base full of losers and people who make believe what they really are. Bill Snyder never won anything. <laughs> blank K-State. I sent this and should clarify, my wife is a KSU grad. Most of my friends are. My grandparents are KSU alums, and I absolutely hate that place. The devil resides <laughs> in Manhattan, Kansas. Truly hell on earth, Boomer Sooner. Thank uh, you. I, that did a lot for me. That's what I needed going into this game tonight. That's a, that is a great, great text <laughs> message. That is fantastic. My wife's from there. The my family's way, from there. But the devil resides there. I hate it. Blank them. If, if it had only started off with in regards to the pair at <laughs> Texas Tech. Yes, seriously. Uh, that's funny. Which I guess. Yeah, my grandma was a uh, Kansas State graduate. David Norman. I never says, held it a, against her, though. David Norman says that's a five-star text, and I would, uh, <laughs> I would agree with that. Four hundred five says, "Let's don't forget that the NCAA did absolutely nothing to Kansas and the basketball program." Yeah, because they just kept marching on, no big deal. Uh, right out there in front of everyone, blatant cars, money for shoes, all of that. 
they Kansas just said, no, nope, we'll just keep operating as uh, business as is around here. Thanks, NCAA. Meanwhile, ran poor the o- clock out on them. Poor Oklahoma State. Um, here's a list of allegations that we had. <laughs> But yeah. sorry, you're not going to the NCAA tournament, guys. Ser- I mean, what a joke. I mean, they're still uh, – look at where their program is now. Wow. Can you tie a direct line to that? Well, I mean, it didn't help. I mean, it was a big deal. It was right after Cade Cunningham left, right? I believe that was – yeah, I believe that's right. Uh, two more texts here. 813 says, I agree. K-State fans are absolutely the freaking worst – Arrogant for zero reasons. That's James and Lawton. There you go. And this I one think, says, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think the text line's on it. 402 says, in regards to the pair in tech, <laughs> <laughs> it's always going to be funny. What would be the opinion of the basketball team if we miss on the tournament? The opinion of the basketball I, team would be people yeah. want a new head coach. That's what the opinion yeah. would be. I mean, I was about to say, well, it depends on how it all unfolds. I guess it really doesn't depend on how it all unfolds. I mean, three years, if you don't make the tournament once in three years, especially in a year where whether you deserved it or not, you were ranked in the top ten, then it's going to be really hard to justify to the fan base that a change doesn't need to occur. So, I mean, that's just kind of the nature of the business. Now, I think circumstances have been a big factor in it, but, you know, at some point that's just that's just how the game works. That's how it is. Yeah. Um, let's see. B- uh, Boo Pig Suey says, I'll see your snobby K-State fan and raise you one Arkansas Razorback fan. They are so, so annoying. Signed, Boo Pig Suey. Hey, if we want to hate on other fan bases for the rest of the show today, that is my type of content, by all means. Yeah. You guys know the number to hit up. Please do it. I love that. Well, hopefully we get a good one tonight. Hopefully there's some some drama late. Like I said, I think think five minutes left. We'll be in a position to win. Well, not – let me say this. I think at five minutes left, we'll have an opportunity to win the basketball game. Um, you know, within striking distance, maybe a small lead, maybe it's neck and neck, whatever. I think we'll be in position to compete in the final five to to go win the basketball game. Whether or not we pull it off, we'll just have to wait and see. It just feels so game to game right now, especially at, yeah. at this time of the year. It's, it's almost like you're uh, rooting for an NFL team or even a college football team. And not if they win tonight, not that everything is fixed. And all right, let's let's start talking about Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen again. But I do think a win tonight will 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 change the perspective. I think uh, you know quite a bit here. You, you, you win your last two yeah. Big Twelve road games, and you're back to five hundred in the conference. I it just winning tonight would really significantly improve the mood around here. We just can't get routed. I mean, that's that would be bad. We just can't get run off the floor. If we get run off the floor tonight, there's it's going to be hard to recover from that. I think. I mean, just because of what the what the fan base reactions and everything are going to be. So let's not let that happen. Uh, All right, you, let's you, hit a quick timeout. Two, two more, real quick. Oh yeah, a couple more. Five eight zero because I asked for the hates. The hates happening, so I want to acknowledge the hate yeah. that's there. Screw Dorkwitz and the Midzoo Tigers. That always plays well. 
Uh, <laughs> Brandon and Blanchard says, was stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas for three years. First-hand knowledge of K-State fans. Manhattan sucks, so they all, all they have is Kansas State. It's a miserable place. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. One more, is that it? Guess y'all need to hate on that K-State alum, too. Brent Venables, LOL. Uh, That's right. Yeah, there's a lot more. A lot more hate going on. We can address it before we get out of here today. Yeah, if if anything untowards happens tonight at the OU-K-State game in in Manhattan, we may run Venables' ass out of town, too, okay? (laughs) That's always an option. Don't tempt people, okay? Jeez. Don't tempt anyone. (laughs) All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay with us. You love the Sooners, and, and we, we love, love talking, talking about, about them. them. <laughs> Keep it dialed in to Sports Talk 99.3 FM and 1400 AM all season long with the rush. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. with a Buckus Award winner and Sooners sideline analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. The Rush. This is Mark Van Hoos, owner of Van Hoos Fence. Van Hoos Fence has years of experience and proven superior performance, kind of like a certain head ball coach. We know Van Hoos Fence offers the best value and service for your residential, commercial, or sports fencing needs, whether it's a new install or repair. I mean, they've done a phenomenal job of guys coming back and then the new guys in the portal, Kaluma, um, came from Creighton, obviously my alma mater, and watched him in the NCAA tournament, terrific. Perry, Tyler Perry, watch him. Really, really scores. I mean, he can do a lot. I think Cam Carter is the most improved player in the Big 12. I think, I mean, he's he, I mean, he's terrific. Um, I think Geeson and McNair, they, 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 they are physical, they're long, they're athletic, and they can, they can score in bunches in transition. You really got to get back in transition. But they're, they're one, two, and three. Perry, um, Carter, and Kaluma, they're shooting the leather off it. Look at their three-point shooting percentages when you break this thing down. I mean, they are really shooting the ball, those three. Porter Moser talking about Kansas State. A little over an hour out to you in Kansas State and Manhattan tonight, 7 p.m. on ESPN+. Porter says K-State's physical, long, athletic, can score in bunches in transition, and can hit the three ball as well. So, Kansas State uh, hasn't been the best team in the Big 12. They've lost back-to-back games on the road, but... It's been tough winning, uh, winning in Manhattan recently. We'll see what happens at 7 p.m. tonight. Yeah, hey, I, I don't know if you like going on the road to play a team that is, quote, shooting the leather off the basketball. Yeah, I, um, it's been a while since I've heard that phrase. I like it. I'm going to have to use that one. Yeah. Well, hopefully things uh, get a little bit better and we can talk about this team that way, shooting the leather off the basketball. Um, so I think we've moved to a new stage of the off season for the college football season, which I, I think is pretty exciting. The first stage is everyone's way too early poll for next year, right? Everyone's yeah. way too early, all that. We have a way too early top 25 2.0 poll from Stuart Mandel now yeah. that Nick Saban has left Alabama. So I think it's signified okay. that we've moved to a different stage of the off season. After the Alabama, after Nick Saban departs Bama and the changes at Arizona and Washington, he's got Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, Texas at three, Oregon at four, Ole Miss at five, Bama at eight, Oklahoma State at ten, and OU back at fifteen. What stands out? 
Um, well, number one, what stands out is you know you've got a good coach whenever he retires and they've got to redo all of the top 25 uh, whenever he stepped down, right? Um, Oklahoma State, did you say at 9? Oklahoma 10? State at 10, yes. I think that's way too aggressive. I, I know they uh, were playing the Big 12 championship last year, but I just I don't think they're a top 10 team next year. Yes, Ollie Gordon is coming back, but they're going to need a little bit more than that to be a top 10 squad next year. Yeah, I, I don't buy that. And what we're at 15. I, you know, you, you really can't say anything whenever they beat us last year, okay? I get it. But there ain't there ain't that much difference between us. Not five spots. I would say that we're even better. Um, and we got with what we have coming back, especially on defense. I mean, I, I can't. I'm not going to sit here and argue that we should be higher than 15. You know, I really don't care. We earned that by losing to Arizona in the bowl game blowing a, a big lead when you're in total control of the football game. You earned that. But, I mean, there's not that big of a difference between Oklahoma State and us. There's just – it's there's not. Well, I mean, you should have been a better football team than them last year, and they beat you on the field, so I you, you weren't. Right. But um, you better be – I mean, come on. Like, th- There's a lot of should-bes this year, and we've talked about a lot of those. I know you don't play one another, and the schedules don't look the same, but – you should be a better football team than Oklahoma State this year. That that should be the case for for OU this coming season. But man, it's just it's. I, I guess it's not surprising, but people are selling hard on Alabama. If Nick Saban is still there, I bet the list looks like Georgia one, Bama two, or Georgia one, Ohio State two, Bama three. I, Bama's probably no worse top three to start the year. And I bet some people have them starting outside the top ten to, to begin the year now that Saban's well, not yeah. there. And, you know, number one, Saban's not there. Like That has a big factor on the field, the way they prepare, the way they recruit. I mean, like, there's going to be a lot of new going on at Alabama, which is not a good thing. Um like that's factor one. The second factor is they lost a lot of damn good football players in the transfer portal. Two best players, maybe difference maker. Well, their yeah. best defensive player. I'll, I'll say that. Like the, the definitely their best defensive player off this off that team. And one of one of their best offensive players. I mean, if you want to say the quarterback is, then he was number two, right? Bob? Yeah, leading wide receiver gone at Texas. Yeah, pretty wild. So, I mean, that, that has to factor in, and you do have to knock them down a little bit. I'm, you know, I don't know, I don't know how much, but, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not all that shocking. I just, you know, it's so, it pisses me off so bad whenever I hear this crap. Because what was Texas three is what you had them? Or they had them? Yeah, Texas was three behind Georgia at one, Ohio State at two. Right. We're a better football team than Texas. We beat them last year in a neutral site. Okay? And for whatever reason, 
I mean, call it what you want. We choked last year. Had to, had a lead against Kansas. Should have beat them. Uh, we had a lead. What, when did, what was the lead against State? Oh, I, I, did it ever get to two scores? I think it was just at, like, did they have a four-point lead in that game, maybe? And you had so many chances to push it to a two-score game, I, I think. I, so many chances. Yeah. And should it be Arizona, like, up big, about to run them out of the damn stadium and let them back in the thing? Like, that's a, it's a choke. Last year was a choke. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't see it any other way. I, it, it's hard to say that it wasn't when you're 6-0 and and everyone thinks you have the best, you know, not, maybe not the best team, but the best schedule to get to the playoff, and you don't even make the Big 12 championship game. So it may sound right. harsh to use that word, but it's, it's hard not to use that word. I mean, it, it, it should have been Oklahoma playing Washington in the playoff. Now, who I don't even care as to say who wins that game, but it would have been the best shot we've had in a while in a playoff. I, when you go back through the schedule, it's one thing to say, oh, you know, you lost to, you know, you lost to Alabama on the road. That's just, you know, that's one you can't can't say we should have won. Or, you know, we, you don't have those games. That, that game does not exist on your schedule last year. We talked about it before the year with the schedule. I This is going to be one of the best opportunities to go compete for a national championship, an opportunity like the clearest run that you're going to have for it. And it was. And we choked. Yeah. Yeah, I'll read one text. We'll hit a break from the 918. You guys make me sick to have a conversation about last season and not talk about the referee calls, especially in the OSU game. It's just outlandish. We've talked about that call a lot. We talked about it the Monday after. It was a wrong call. It was a terrible call. Um, It absolutely affected the game, but I'll say now what we said then. It was a bad call, yes, but you should have won that football game. That, That wasn't the lone reason that you lost that game. You had... Plenty of opportunities to push that to a two-score game. So we played poor enough down the stretch to make the game about that call. You know, that's and that's the point. That's that's our own fault. Yeah. Does that game? Does that play cost you the game at that moment? Yeah, it kind of did. But there's no reason it should have even been there. I mean, it just it shouldn't have been there. It's right. If, if there's one thing that we like, we better kick right now. It's playing down to our opponent. I don't know if it's entitlement. I don't know if it's lack of preparation. I just can't imagine that would be the case. Like, I don't know what it is, but we 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 just can't allow inferior teams to continue. To come from behind, just continue to give them opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to beat us. Uh, you just cannot do that and be a be a top tier program. Right. All right. We got to hit a break. So let's get back to the positivity of uh, picking a final score for OU played a basketball game in Manhattan. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Quick timeout. We'll be back and wrapping things up next.
The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. Introducing the Oklahoma Breast Center, a beacon of hope in the fight against breast cancer. With the guidance of Dr. Denise Rabel, our team of breast cancer specialists delivers the most advanced treatments for your best possible outcome. From diagnosis to survivorship, we guide you every step of the way, placing an emphasis on compassion, communication, and emotional support. Here, you're not just a patient, your family. Let us stand with you on your journey to healing. To learn more, visit OklahomaBreastCenter.com or call 405-307-2623. The reigning back-to-back national champion OU women's gymnastics team continues their home season on Friday, February 9th at 645 at the Lloyd Noble Center. The Sooners host BYU, TWU, and Utah State for Era's Night as we celebrate our championship era with Taylor Swift-themed fan giveaways. And we welcome back program alumni from all eras. For tickets to see the best show in town, visit Soonersports.com slash tickets and secure your seats today. Mike Steely here for my friends at Cavens Emergency Response. Are you prepared for the winter weather? This time of the year we see pipes burst when we least expect it. That's why Cavens Emergency Services are here for you 24 hours a day. Cavens can prevent further damage, dry structures to minimize mold, and fix pipes. Leave the work to the experts. Cavens is here for you. Call them at Cavens Group today, 405-573-3048 or online at cavensgroup.com. If you're looking for good times and great rewards, Riverwind is your place to play. With almost 3,000 of your favorite games. And two table game pits in two high-stakes areas. Celebrate the season of love with our Leap into Love giveaway. Play to win your share of $80,000 every Friday in February. Welcome to the best casino in the metro. OEC is looking for four high school juniors to send to D.C. next summer. Youth Tour is an all-expenses-paid trip to Washington, D.C. to experience the nation's capital alongside thousands of others from across the nation. In addition to touring historic sites and interacting one-on-one with our congressional delegation, they have a chance to win over $5,000 in scholarships. Only juniors in OEC's seven-county service area may apply. Learn more at okcoop.org slash youthtour. Do you like to stand out in a crowd while wearing the best in OU apparel? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands you can wear to work or even dress up events. Lines such as Lululemon, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Grayson, or Turtleson with the OU and Jimmy Austin logo are sure to catch everyone's eye. You don't have to be a golfer to shop at Jimmy Austin. They also do corporate special orders for you and your company. Call them today, 405-325-6716, or visit theougolfclub.com for more information. When you hire your local Pro painters, you get the power of doing it right. Detailed project proposals, excellent customer service, and trusted professionals who get the job done on time and on budget. The power of experience. We're kings of the scaffolding and pros with the stucco. We've been there, done that. Get your project started at Certipro.com and get the power of pro. Each Pro painter's business is independently owned and operated. Are you in need of purchasing your own health insurance? Are you turning 65 and confused about Medicare? Are you an employer looking at offering benefits to your staff? Call the agents at Allison Insurance. They'll sort through the confusion. 
They're not captive to just one company, and they'll get the best option for you. Don't get frustrated. Call Allison Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. Allison Insurance. They are the experts. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final segment of the day, closing it up on this Tuesday as we keep the hate flowing on the text line. This text from the 918 says, There is one school who has never won an NCAA championship in any sport in the history of their school. That school is Kansas State University. Mic drop. Wow. I didn't know they were the – is that true that they are the only NCAA school or NCAA program that's never won a championship in any sports? I hope it's Kansas uh, State. That'd be awesome if it's if it's them. You know the rule in this show: we do not fact check. Yeah, so, so we'll say that yes, indeed, they are. That's it. Though, uh, wow. trying to think of a time Missouri won a national championship. Don't remember more one in uh, football or men's basketball. I'm sure they don't have a lot if they uh, they do in fact have one. Uh, okay, I wish I could pick a win tonight. I really do. However, I just I can't get there. I'm picking a 68-64 win for Kansas State. What are you going with? Yeah, I I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And I'm just – I really don't think we're going to win either, but I'm going to pick the win. Um, 63-61, University of Oklahoma. Hmm. He picked Texas to beat Houston last night. That did not hit. Now he's picking Oklahoma to beat Kansas State on the road in Manhattan. You've got to remember that ESPN, whatever predictor, has us losing the game. Yeah, the BPI. It's been the exact opposite the past three games. Right. So hopefully that holds up tonight. And it's four consecutive games where the BPI is wrong. Also, I'm convinced that every game for the rest of this season, I haven't checked the schedule, is going to be on ESPN+. Plus. They, they've played games on ESPN+, Plus before, but my God, it feels like every OU conference game is on ESPN+, Plus at this point. It's infuriating. Yep. I hate streaming sports. I think it's stupid. Uh, I hate how the volume works on streaming. Uh, you can't hear it, and then it goes to commercial and it blows the damn speakers out of your television. Uh, stupid. The whole thing is dumb. I do have a request. If they win tonight, I want the text line to blow up Toby Rowland tomorrow morning with references to shooting the leather off the basketball. Yeah, okay. They can do that. On your day there off you tomorrow. That's right. All right. Text line, as always, you guys killed it. You drive the show, we're just along for the ride. You know what time it is. Time for an ice cold Pacifico. Time. One last call for alcohol. So fit.